eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, September 30th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. We're going to talk mostly about those Cincinnati Bengal uniforms from last night and that great win they had. No, we're not really going to do that. Um, what we are going to do, though, is talk about these freshman defensive backs, Jay Book, right in your wheelhouse, man, being a former college DB yourself. J.K. Johnson, redshirt freshman. Jair Brown, true freshman, getting their first start last week. We haven't talked about that. Yet, you and I haven't. And I know, you know, obviously they weren't playing a very good passing team last week in Wisconsin, but still, those guys did not look out of place at all. They're confident. I love what I saw out of J.K. Johnson and Jair Brown, Jay Book. I love it. I love it, Dave. I thought those guys play exceptionally well. People don't understand how hard it is to play the cornerback position at a level of Ohio State. And just having uh, a guy in Jair Brown who's a young buck thrown to the fire, I thought he played extremely well. J.K. Johnson, I thought he played really well. Um, and tip of the cap to Kerry Combs. Kerry Combs was a guy who, you know, found Jair Brown. He was the 24th rated cornerback in 24-7 sports. And show me another cornerback, uh, 24 other cornerbacks that's going to play at a high level as Jair Brown. So the future is extremely bright for both of those guys. You can say that. Uh, you'd never want to see guys getting hurt with Cam Brown and Denzel Burke being hurt. Now you have a feeling that if something happens, I can really trust my young guys. And I, I thought those guys played really, really well. And it's only going to bode well for the program going forward, knowing that you have a little bit more depth back there than you than what you were really anticipating. You're cutting on me on a little bit, but I can, I can hear what you're saying. Um, all right. And, Here's another thing. We talked to you know Ryan Day yesterday on during his weekly 
they call it the lightning round, the Zoom call that he does with reporters every Thursday. And uh, he called Sonny Styles special. He admits he never thought he'd be this far along. He says he does have trepidation when guys want to reclassify because he said it's really, really hard to do. But Sonny is mature beyond his years. And, man, he doesn't look like a guy that should be playing at pick central getting ready for week six of high school football right now. I mean, he looks like a dude out there. Um, I mean, Ryan Day said flat out this guy's going to be a great Buckeye, and he's further along than he thought he'd be. Love what I'm seeing out of Sonny Styles. Yeah, and as our commenter Jim Graham here said, how about Sonny Styles in that first series? I was really surprised to see Sonny hop in there at the 10-minute mark in the first quarter. And if you look at him, it was no hesitation. He read, react, he strung the play out for Tommy Eichenberg to come in and clean it up. And I jumped off my seat and was like, whoa, look at the young boy go. And as Josh Proctor says, it's a, he's a man-child. He's a man-child. He's a kid that's physically developed. He's mature. I, I mean, can he be the Cam Chancellor of this defense to where he's so big, so athletic, that he's kind of the wild card that you can just move him around all over the defense to create problems? He's going to be big enough to guard the tight end. He's going to be big enough to play inside the box if you ask him to, but athletic enough to be able to drop back a little bit and play a little bit of um, you know coverage if you need him. But I'm excited he brings something that you don't necessarily see from many kids in college football with his speed, size, athleticism. So he's going to be, you know, I, I think, Dave, once Sunday Styles is done, we always talk about trying to find the next Bosa or trying to find the next Chase Young. And we always, you know, like to hype up the next coming kid to say he's going to be the next great Buckeye. I think when it's all said and done with Sunny Styles and we're looking at recruiting, they're going to be trying to find kids with his type of body type to say, hey, if we can find the next Sonny Styles, it's going to allow our defense to do a whole lot more because they can be the X factor. The good news is um, on the injury front, um, now we still don't know about Jackson Smith and Jig, but I want you to talk about that and Cam Brown. But they are getting Denzel Burke back this week. Um, sounds like he probably could have played last week, but you know why chance it when you're already like you know running thin? Um, you're not playing against a good passing team. Of course, Rutgers is extremely limited, so maybe he won't play again this week. I don't know, but um, Ryan Day said the plan is for Denzel Burke to play. Get into that a little bit, and then, man, what's your gut feeling about Jackson Smith and Jigba? I just don't have a good feeling here. What do you think? Yeah, when it comes to Denzel Burke, I hope that, you know, he's ready to play. He's a guy that struggled this year. Now you top it off with a, with an injury. So hopefully his mind is in the right space that he comes back and he's ready to play at a high level. I think there was a situation, Dave, correct me if I roam, he had like his hand wrapped up. There is a hand issue or something like that to where it looked like he may have to play with a club. And if that's yeah. the case, a guy that has struggled fundamentally, that's going to be extremely difficult if he's out there with a club on his arm. Yeah, I mean, we saw Denzel, or not Denzel, we saw a Damon Arnett do it his final year. So it's, you know... I think the idea of Denzel Burke getting a lot of interceptions might be out the window now, but I think we've seen corners. You can play with that club on there. It's just going to be hard to like get interceptions, but Damon Arnett was effective with that club on there all season. So yeah, it sounds like he's just going to have that club on there. Maybe not all season, but could be all season. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about, uh, you asked me about JSN. Yeah. Yep. And I, I would say I'm skeptical, Dave. Um, very skeptical. I think they rushed him back way too fast. Um, having him come back for that Toledo game wasn't needed. And it sounds like he re-injured that hamstring. 
There's a lot of talk out there that potentially he may have injured his other one as well. When you talk, when you start talking about hamstring injuries, they are very, very tricky. Uh, I, I think they're going to set him out, and you have to read between the lines if you're Buckeye Nation. You went from a guy who was playing against Toledo to now there is no set timetable to when they think he will actually be back. So for the fact that this kid – you know, went out there, potentially re-injured um, his hamstring, potentially has an, uh, a strain or an injury to his other hamstring out there. It's going to take a lot for him to come back. When it comes to hamstring injuries, when you're playing a skill position player, you have to try to get up to top speed when you're out there running. You don't test that hamstring and really in practice and stuff until you are confident that it's fully healed because all it takes is one little one little twitch, one little cut, and boom, that bad boy is pulled again. And if you pull it again, you're setting yourself back for another four weeks. So to me, I, I think that maybe if we're lucky, we can get him back in November. Um, that's what I'm thinking right now. There's I don't see him coming back in October, Dave, especially with you know what they're what they're trying to play coy with the with the hamstring injury there. It's going to take him several weeks to really get back because right now, only thing that you can actually do is rest. You can do stem, um, and then you can go into the training room and they have all kinds of little machines they'll hook up there to try to help stimulate those muscles and, and do like somewhat of an ultrasound. Um, but for the most part, the main thing when it comes to hamstrings is resting. So when you're out for a month a month and a half, they're not just going to say, JSN, go play. It's going to take a ramp-up period once he's fully rested and they determine that he's ready to go. At that point, you guys will be at practice. You'll see him maybe with a with a red jersey on, on the sidelines starting to work with the trainers as he progresses to get back. So you're not only going to have a four, uh, at least a four-week rest period, he's probably going to have another one to two week ramp up period just to ensure that the hamstring is fully healthy and ready to go. Because like I said, at any point you can go ahead and report that hamstring. And if that's the case, you can chalk it up. He'll be done for the season. Yeah, you can do surgery on a hamstring, I believe, but you don't want to do that. Um, that would definitely be like, he'd be done for a long time. I believe. Oh, he said, Sue's saying usually not. Okay. I shouldn't have answered that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I just figured you could do surgery on it, but uh, Sue knows. Sue's saying no, usually not. Okay, never mind. Strike that from the record. Um, I do want to get into this as well. Defensive tackle. So, Teron Vincent's playing really well. Not putting up a lot of stats, but he's getting the most snaps of any defensive tackle. Michael Hall Jr. has been playing great. Missed the Toledo game with an injury, but um, he's been their best defensive lineman, period. Your thoughts on the D tackles and how well they're playing? They're playing extremely well. And you may the, – the stats may not jump out automatically when it comes to the defensive tackles, but what you're seeing, the defensive tackles are keeping the linebackers clean. Tommy Eichenberg is, is playing out of his mind right now, Dave. I think he's playing at an All-American type level. And the reason that he is playing at that level is because the defensive tackles are allowing him to run through traffic as far as getting to the football and they're helping to keep him clean. But I like what I'm seeing from Terran Vincent. I'm still waiting for Tyleek to come on. I don't know if it's going to happen. I just think if we can get a Mike Hall and a Tyleek Williams one-two punch in there, those guys will be absolutely devastating in, in Big Ten play. 
But so far, so good with the veteran leadership of Terran Vincent. I think he's playing his best football as an Ohio State Buckeye with all of the minutes that he's in, that he's uh, he's playing in there. Uh, just get Mike Hall Jr. back healthy. We're going to need him to play out of his mind as, as we gear up for this Penn State game. Penn State have a, a heck of a one, two, three punch at the running back position with all of the guys that they have. So you're going to need all hands on deck. I just hope that we can get Tyleek playing at a level to where you're like, wow, this kid is a potential first round NFL type of talent like we were talking about last year. All right, Rutgers tomorrow. It's funny, like Brian Day wasn't during his aforementioned press conference yesterday, was asked zero questions about Rutgers. Zero. <laughs> I was thinking like the over-under was like 0.5, and maybe I would have taken the over. I thought figured somebody would ask a question. It wasn't going to be me. Um, I had important questions to ask, but not even one question about Rutgers. Buckeyes favored by 41. Your thoughts on this matchup tomorrow? Yeah, I just think this is going to be a game where, one, Greg Schiano is going to throw the kitchen sink. Remember last time when he came to the shoe with Rutgers? They had so many trick plays uh, up their sleeve here. But at the end of the day, this is a Rutgers team that doesn't have the ability to keep up with Ohio State. They they didn't have the ability to score against Iowa. They made Iowa uh, defense out there look like the 85 Bears. But I I think Ohio State should definitely blow Rutgers out here. I haven't submitted in my staff picks yet, Dave, but when I do uh, this morning, I'm probably going with uh, Ohio State 65-21, type of deal. If Ohio State can put up that many points against Wisconsin defense, who wasn't as bad as we all thought it was going to be performing-wise, I just think that they're going to be able to light Rutgers up. The, the only question that I will have, Dave, is, how much will Ryan Day keep his foot on the gas with the second stringers come to fourth quarter? Because you're probably only going to see CJ Stroud and those guys into the third quarter there. Yeah, I got it 52 to 7, Ohio State. I almost predicted the shutout because Rutgers is terrible offensively. They've got a decent offensive line, um, especially for their standards. They feel like it's their best offensive line they've had in a long, long time. Um, but man, they're limited. They've got it, you know, they're tough on defense, but they don't have a lot of depth. I just think it's going to be so hard for them to score. And you're right. I don't see Ryan Day really wanting to put it on Chiano. I think they get along. Um, I like Buckeyes 52 to 7 in this one. They're favored by 41. Um, all right, a couple questions to get here, too. One from Sue. Any chance we'll see CJ Hicks in this game? Speaking of amazing freshmen, she says. What do you think, yep. Jay Book? I think we'll see CJ this game. I think uh, it's going to be emptying the bench here when it comes to the fourth quarter (laughs) in this game. So I I like uh, CJ stepping on the field. I think you're going to see all of those freshmen there. Um, You know, Ryan Day was asked about that, that last run in the press conference. And he said, it was my call to pull all the guys and put the backups in there when uh, Wisconsin broke off that 75 yard run. But I, I think you're going to be in a situation here that you're going to get all of those young guys in there, CJ, Kai Stokes. Um, I'm, they may have to play the corners a little bit longer than they want to because of the depth. But I think you're going to see a lot of those those second teamers and the freshmen getting in there. Um, I'm not sure. Once we start getting into the meat of the season, Dave, I think you're going to have to start seeing some type of scale back because if guys are – plenty to redshirt. I think it's a four game rule that they're going to have to uh, see which guys have are there are on that four game where they can't come in any longer without burning a red shirt. But yeah, let's get those young bucks in there, get the, get the starters out of here healthy and get ready for next week. 
one more question to get to here too, at least. This is from David on YouTube. Where are you guys at with our tackling, especially with Steel Chambers once again missing a couple of tackles and Proctor missing a couple of tackles? What do you think about the tackling overall, Jay Book? You happy with it? It's it's hit or miss, Dave. I mean, you have some guys that are tackling really well, and then you have some guys that are missing tackles. Now, if it was a, a situation to where the entire defense was played with missed tackles, I would say it would be a concern. But I I, I just think it's individuals. And Chambers has missed some tackles. I would definitely like to see more uh, from still Chambers. I think that he's just he's playing okay. He's not playing bad. He's not playing uh, on Tommy's level. I just think that we can get a little bit more from Steele. I know in the first quarter, uh, first quarter there, he had an opportunity for a tackle for loss uh, on Wisconsin's running back, and he ran right through his arm tackle. Um, and then Josh Proctor. At this point, Josh Proctor has been here for so long, you know what you're going to get from from Josh Proctor. It's going to be a, a situation where Josh may, uh, you know, miss a tackle here and there and may come up with two big plays. You just have to kind of live and die with Josh Proctor in his play. Question from Rick. Will Brown start? I'm not sure if he's talking about Jair Brown or Cam Brown. It doesn't sound like Cam Brown's going to play because Ryan Day was pretty definitive that Denzel Burke was going to play. And then when he was asked about JSN and, and Cam Brown, he was like, don't have any update on them. <laughs> it's like yeah. translation. They're not playing. If he means yeah. Jair Brown, my guess is now J.K. Johnson says he's still been running with the ones. I don't think Jair was asked about that. I don't know if Denzel Burke is able to play like Ryan Day says. I assume he'll start, and one of the freshmen won't start. But what do you think? I, I assume he's talking about Jair Brown. What do you think? Yeah, I think Cam Brown would be out. I think they're they're going to rest him for a little bit. Um, Jair Brown, I think he will be the third corner uh, if pressed. I think if if Denzel's back, it will be Denzel and JK, uh, JK with uh, Jair as your third corner. Well, there we go. Appreciate all the questions and all the comments. Great stuff from Jay Book as usual. Really appreciate it. He is Jonah Booker. He comes by every Friday, and we love that. Fan favorite for a reason. Thank you to Jay Book. Thank you to all of the listeners and viewers out there. We really appreciate it. If you like the show, like, subscribe, give us a five-star review. All that stuff really helps. Thanks again to Jay Book. Thanks again to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey.